Good morning. Welcome to Long Live Third Parties Podcast. Free Press Media Press, Inc., a third party's books publisher, sponsors this podcast. I'm Andrew Bouchard. Friends, today I'm here to talk about a third party. In particular, which third party may it be? Let you think about that. One third party, among others, of course, have a special place in my heart. You could say all third parties, or at least most of them, have a special place in my heart. Today we're going to focus on one of them. That party is the Prohibition Party. Why would that be the case? I don't consider myself a Prohibitionist anymore. I reluctantly decided to choose non-Prohibition views, anti-Prohibition views. I don't believe in Prohibition anymore. Still, I can't help loving the Prohibition Party. Not only are they a third party, and that alone is reason enough to love them, but there's something special about that party, the Prohibition Party. The reason I fell into Prohibition views is because of my background. As a child, I was in a home where my father was an alcoholic caused me to totally despise alcohol and to not drink alcohol. And fortunately, I can say when I was about 18 was when I made the vow not to drink. And now I am 42 and I haven't drank since then. When I was 14, I tried alcohol about three times. And fortunately, that didn't stick. So therefore, I developed anti-alcohol views. At first, it was just a personal teetotalism, straight-edge conviction. But later, I would embrace the views of the Prohibition Party. In my case, it was a phase. And like I am suggesting, although the phase of pure Prohibition has passed, I still support the party and I hope they get on more ballots and if they get on my ballot in my state of Texas for president or any other office I very well might vote for them when I was in graduate school I did my campaign on the prohibition movement a lot of people recite the common perception that prohibition didn't work now a lot of people aren't delving deep into this they just it just sounds good because that's the view they like they like alcohol so they don't want to believe in prohibition but actually there was some evidence that prohibition did work what 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 you're saying because I heard all the time people say well so what that doesn't make it right just because people say it we all know that So why are you believing just because people say that didn't work? In my defense of my thesis, the history professor who was on the committee, I had the two sociology professors, which was my which was my focus, my department. She said prohibition did work. They said it didn't work, but she said historically it was very popular. Actually, and she said the only reason they repealed it was because of the Great Depression. And they needed money. So that made sense. Actually, 
in undergraduate school in history class, I was thinking, how did money play a role? I asked that to the professor, and he said, no, that had nothing to do with the Great Depression. But this other professor, the history professor on my committee, said, yes, it had an effect. You've heard the saying, history is written by the victors. The anti-prohibition folks won, so therefore they got to write the history. And that's why everybody mindlessly regurgitates prohibition didn't work. Now, I'm not suggesting that prohibition is necessarily a wise policy. And indeed, I don't think it is a feasible policy. My sociology advisor for the thesis asked me, did you change anything after doing the project? And I argued then, no, I didn't. Years later, I would change my views. It was more of a psychological thing. I studied the law of attraction, motivational speaking, psychology. And all these people were saying that you don't want to judge people to be one because that doesn't work. Also, to go against things is not wise. You should support things. In other words, the Prohibition Party and the Prohibition Movement aired because they're focusing on what they're against, not what they're for. And this is why the Law of Attraction people, the psychologists, and the philosophers, the spirituality people, all of them, all those different people are saying that you got to focus on what you support, not what you oppose. So the Prohibition Party is focusing on the evil of alcohol, but it's wiser to focus on what you are supporting. And when they focus on the evil of alcohol, they get resistance from people. So therefore, that's what caused me to change, not so much an historical view of alcohol. The two people on my committee argued, the two sociologists argued, that because of deviance, Pro prohibiting stuff causes more deviance as forbidden fruit theory and all that. And a lot of people buy that. And I do think there's validity to that because it, it it's, it's true. That's motivation of people. I've heard a lot of people say, if someone tells me not to do it, I'm going to do the opposite. There's a lot of validity to that. Still, you got to think about it from this perspective. Every law we have people break, no matter how good the law is. Some laws you would think would be indisputably good. There's laws against rape. There's laws against molestation. There's laws against murder. Yet people do all those things. So merely just because people oppose the law doesn't mean the law is bad. Just because a lot of people break the law doesn't mean the law is a bad law. We need to think about other things. And that's why I think the part of the psychology issue is key. Because that's what brought me to conclude a prohibitionist policy is wrong. I was in the Libertarian Party for a while, and I felt confined. Therefore, 
adopting prohibitionist views for a while seemed to resonate with me. There are some things over my years I have stayed strong with, I have not deviated from, so I'm not wanting people to view me as someone who just goes back and forth. In fact, people often consider me the opposite, too much in staying the same in some ways. In this way, I have changed. I have gone to different views. I've stayed a plant-based diet for over 20 years now. I have stayed a teetotaler for over 20 years. I have jogged for over since almost 30 years now. So some stuff I have stayed the course. Prohibition and the Prohibition Party is something people will automatically cast out of hand. Even people like third parties sometimes don't like the Prohibition Party. So what did I do with the Prohibition Party? My heart feels a connection with them, as it does to many third parties. I don't agree with everything in their platform. So what do we do, friends? What do we do? I can't support the Prohibition Party. The Autonomy Party, the party I founded, has changed our prohibitionist view, so we're no longer in support of prohibition. We think people, like the libertarians say, everyone should have the right to do what they want as long as it doesn't interfere with others. So we have adopted that point, so we don't believe in prohibition anymore. So what does my heart do with the connection to the prohibition party? I haven't gone so far extreme that I think it's good to drink, at least for myself, so I'm not, it's not like I started drinking and gave up everything that was anti-alcohol. Still, I have a connection to the Prohibition Party. So what can we do with that? Just as I vote for third parties that I don't agree with everything of, I can also vote for the Prohibition Party even though I disagree with the Prohibition stance. I'm not a socialist, yet I voted for the Socialist Workers Party in one election. Prime example, friends. So what can we do about this? Also, we could do this. If we would win an office, a governor office, a presidential office, God willing, and we get to establish a cabinet, we could have some prohibition members in the cabinet. It would be awesome to have the prohibition party in a cabinet. We could have some offices, let's just say a pro let's just say a third party won the presidential election, they could have the prohibition party in as the Surgeon General, for example. That would be a perfect position for them. We could put other parties, Green Party, maybe for Secretary of Interior, and we could have the other parties do other things. So we could have a role for the third parties and for the prohibition party. Two, if we're going to put other third parties in cabinet positions, why not also have a place for the Prohibition Party? So friends, this is the tension I face. Intellectually, I have accepted the views of the problems of Prohibition. So I can't advocate for full-scale Prohibition anymore. Still, my heart loves 
the Prohibition Party. And furthermore, the Prohibition Party likes to remind us that they were America's first third party. And in my research, and also one of the professors who studied the women's suffrage movement noted, a lot of the women's suffrage people overlapped with the people of the Prohibition Movement. So therefore, we can give them props for that. So friends, I believe this is the best way to keep the Prohibition Party in our hearts while still realizing it's hard to embrace some of their positions intellectually. Given my libertarian views, at least in some ways, I can't support the notion of prohibition anymore. Still, we can always help advance the prohibition party. They can get ballot access. They can win elections. We can spread the word. We can even simply retweet. So friends... Let us resolve this tension by holding the Prohibition Party in a special place in our heart and we can appoint them to some office someday while still realizing the intellectual problems with Prohibition. Long live third parties. Goodbye.